0: We're now approaching the one-year mark of the global pandemic and the way that our lives have been changed dramatically, so much so that it's affected our marriages with us being at home for a long duration of time. Today, we're going to look at some of those challenges and find ways to love our wives through them. Stay tuned. Welcome to The Husband's Coach's Corner, the podcast that teaches husbands how to love their wife every day and become better men in the process. I'm your host, Chris Scott, aka The Husband Coach. Welcome back to the podcast designed for husbands to learn how to love their wives each and every day. And because of it, they're becoming better men in the process. If you haven't already, consider signing up for our weekly newsletter, where you gain access to the drills for each one of the episodes that are produced here on the podcast. And if you're on a platform that supports some sort of interaction, be it liking, commenting, subscribing, reviewing, rating, whatever it may look like, uh, please, I would ask that you do that because it does help get the message spread across that platform and triggers those algorithms to share this information with more people Uh, based off of the rating and reviews that you provide to it. So if you got time, I would really appreciate it if you just shared a quick comment or like or subscribe. Now, one of the things with the following issues that I'm going to present here today. uh, One, this is not all inclusive. And these are some of the main ones that have led to divorce, like proven Led to divorce. Many, many articles that I read over the past, I don't know, six, seven months. Um, because I started this podcast back in June of 2020. We were already in the pandemic with some stay at home orders in place across the globe. And, you know, I, I started to pay attention to what's happening inside the home with marriages. So today, the the items that I bring up are not all inclusive, and you may be struggling with a particular issue. Uh, if you are willing, I'd ask that you leave it in a comment. If you're watching this video on YouTube, leave it in the comment section. Uh, and if you want to talk about something very specific, and you know you just want to get uh, a third person's point of view from it, you can send me an email. Uh, at the at husbandcoach2020 at gmail.com that'll be in the description and the show notes so you can always get a hold of me I do check that email at least twice a day and I'm really here to help you if you're going through that challenge. Alright now if you find yourself in a situation where you just believe divorce is the only option I highly recommend you find a professional third party counselor that can walk you and your wife through what it means to rebuild and regain confidence and trust, uh, and maybe even just build your overall communication skills in your marriage. Now, let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. So the first thing that, you know, this is a very overarching topic is external stress can and will amplify existing issues. Now, I don't think anyone will argue that external stress can and will amplify any issues that are already existing, right? It's like the compounding effect. If I already have problems and then more problems come up, then I have double the problems or sometimes even quadruple the problems. This is just a part of life and external stresses are going to pop up What we've seen specifically with the pandemic is a few things. Obviously, death of a family member. That is an external stress. Uh, And let me back up for a second. An external stress is something that is caused outside of your relationship that has some sort of impact either on one member in the relationship or both. And in the terms of a death of a family member, especially if it was due to coronavirus Uh, you know, one, I'm sorry for your loss. And I understand the challenge of that. I lost my father during this pandemic. It was not due to coronavirus, but I understand. Um, And that is an external stress. It's something that comes from outside of the marriage and can cause either you or your wife to have some sort of negative response to the things that you do because they're still dealing with the grieving process of loss, all right? Um, That's obviously a big one. Another big one is the loss of a job. There are a lot of people uh, here in the United States and across the globe that they don't have work anymore, and that is a direct stress to the family, especially if you are a solo income family and you have all your, you know, essentially every sort or every dollar that comes into the house is coming directly from your job and you no longer have it. That is a stress. It's an external stress that, you know, can be directly tied to the pandemic itself and the response that most of these companies have. Uh, If you're a small business owner, there are a lot of reasons that the loss of job can absolutely lead to stress internal to the marriage. Another one, and you know this is a little less, uh, <laughs> a little less likely because of the stay-at-home order, but a car accident. When you do have a job, and you get into an accident, and now you no longer have a way of getting to your job easily, and you have to start you know, uh, finagling or putting things together so you can get to work. That's another external stress that can play in to the marriage, especially if you go from having two cars to maybe having one car. Uh, And how do you share that one car? My wife and I recently went down to one car uh, and we're blessed that I can walk to work from where we live. So, you know, for me, it's a health benefit. And for my wife, it's a sense of security that she has the vehicle while I'm at work, if she needs to go and do whatever she needs to go and do. Uh, And then, of course, there's always this external stress. And I think this happens outside of the pandemic, uh, which car accidents obviously happen and and death of a family member, loss of job, but uh, identity theft. So... There has been a lot of identity theft since the pandemic has started, and this is causing a stress on the finances. Now, the last three things that I mentioned, they are stressors on the finances. And the reason why I bring these ones up as the top stressors or external stressors is because finance itself can be an existing issue in your marriage. And that is one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this one up uh, or these few up. Now, how do we overcome these things? And in the midst of these external stressors, find a way to not only work through the existing problems that we have in our marriage, but also find a way to love our wife through these challenges. Always look at this as an opportunity. All right. Challenges are just that. But if you defeat yourself and say, oh, man, this really sucks, then you are already telling yourself that this is going to be something that you're not going to enjoy. And I'm not saying that every challenge is enjoyable because you and I both know that every challenge is not enjoyable. However, see this as an opportunity to grow in love with your wife by overcoming these external stresses together. So you're going to have to recruit your wife and work together as a team. This is going to build so much unity in your marriage in a way that, you know, if there weren't external stressors where it's something you two can band together to overcome, maybe you wouldn't have made it through. So my recommendation here is recruit your wife and have a genuine conversation and build out a plan If you got last week's drill, you got the problem-solving steps. That's all this is. But you're intentionally sharing those problem-solving steps with your wife. All right? Now, this is how you can overcome all of these with the exception of death of a family member. Uh, There is an emotional grieving process that goes along with that. In these types of situations, what you really want to do is... Try not to fix anything that's going on, especially if this is a loss of a family member that your your wife is experiencing. Try not to fix the situation. Resist all the temptations to just jump in and say, okay, let's do this and let's do that. Instead, just be there to comfort her, to console her, and to listen to whatever is going on, it, you know, if she's willing to share and talk about it that's all you have to do in these situations. And sometimes that's tough. You know, for me personally, I don't like tears. I don't like crying. I don't like to be around people that are crying. When my father passed away, I realized that I had to step up and be a comforter to those around me who were hurting. And that's not to say that I wasn't hurting because I still hurt. I miss my father every day. Uh, you know, for those of you who have been following the podcast, um, my father is my mentor and has been for years. Uh, So, you know, I lost a huge portion of my uh, emotional support in my marriage and just in my personal life. So at the moment that my family was grieving, I had to go in and say, okay, I got you guys. Um, And you're going to need to be there for your wife in that circumstance as well. And only when she confirms that she's ready for you to help her fix the situation, you should fix the situation. If she doesn't, if she never confirms that, then don't worry about it. All right. Just be there to listen and to love her. Now, moving into the next uh, situation that I observed. Intentional quality time is still important. There are so many articles that i read where people were saying, you know, I've been at home with my wife uh, or the wife is saying I've been at home with my husband and it just feels like we're always around each other. So I need to be separated and I need my space and, you know, all these things. 100% relevant. But when I say intentional quality time, all of those individuals were talking about time spent. That doesn't mean that it's quality. That just means that you are in the same house. And, you know, depending on your living conditions, you may you may not have an office. So you may be sitting at the kitchen table while your wife is sitting in the living room or or at the dining room table, whatever. And you guys are stepping on each other's toes where she's used to not having you there. Or maybe both of you are used to being out at work uh, throughout the day. And then you come home together. There's kids involved, I get it. Quality time is still important though, all right? So here's some thoughts on quality time. One, it's key to building a relationship. I talk about this all the time in almost any opportunity I have to talk about quality time. It is a love language, if you are familiar with the five love languages. Um, And if this is your wife's primary love language, uh, what I would recommend is one, Ask her to retake the love language quiz just to make sure that quality time is still one of her top love languages, Uh, because those do change. And the global pandemic could absolutely have changed the way that she feels uh, love. And you should be aware of that. That is that's actually a bonus tip Uh, I wasn't in the notes, just thought about that right now, but wanted to share that with you guys. When you are building your relationship by spending quality time, uh, this is something that will, one, go way beyond the pandemic, right? Everything I talk about is going to help you in the pandemic, but the goal is to help you beyond the pandemic, all right? Uh, The next thing or my next thought on intentional quality time. Try to coordinate your lunches if, you know, if both of you work uh, or regardless, whenever you can take a break and have lunch, whatever time that is, try and coordinate that with your wife so you can have lunch together and, you know, just embrace each other in being together. Uh, I've talked about this in the past. Don't focus on talking about how's your day at work. That's such a very cliche way of communicating and it's dry. And a lot of times, you know, unless your wife is extremely passionate or you're extremely passionate about the work you do, uh, you're not even really going to want to talk about it all that detail. And maybe you end up ranting about some stuff that you don't like about work. And that's not a very constructive way of spending time with your wife. Instead, talk about things that you want to do over the weekend, Things that you want to do together, places you want to go, people you want to see, uh, maybe even just plan out your next date together. You know, these are things that bring you closer together. And that is quality time because both of you are working on, OK, yeah, you know, this Saturday, let's have a stay at home dinner and a movie or let's have a, a stay at home Date night where we dance all night long for four hours straight up, you know, from 10 until midnight. I guess that's only two hours. So from eight until midnight, you know, whatever it may be, just plan it together. And you could do that over your lunch break. And if you do that intentionally planning your lunches every single day through that week, by the time you get to that date night, the passion that you will have built because you both work to build this date night together. Uh, that's quality time. You spend it throughout the day or I'm sorry, throughout the week. And now you're at the catalyst of what you planned. So try and coordinate your lunches together. that That's a, a really good way of meeting your wife where she is now. I've I kind of already jumped into my last thought on quality time, which is still plan date nights with your wife. Uh, I get it. Some things have loosened on restrictions at the time of the recording of this. Uh, but let's just assume that restrictions have not been lifted and we are still uh, being told that we have to stay in our homes and, you know, or at least in the immediate area of our home. Uh, maybe. You can have a date night where you walk around the block and I I guess maybe not a date night. That's it does not have to be night. Right. I don't recommend taking walks at night. Uh, I recommend that you go on a walk through the day and maybe on that walk you guys talk about or reminisce on the things that you uh, used to do earlier on in your marriage, how you met. Um, one of the funnest stories that I get to tell my children is how my wife and I met. And I really enjoy when my wife is there because uh, we remember how we met. Very Like the big pieces are very similar. Um, but the small details, the way that I've seen it through my perspective uh you know it's just a fun story to tell our kids and our kids love hearing it because it's just funny and my wife loves to hear it. it it always brings a sense of joy in our home when we tell the story of how we met so you know just reminisce on on things that you guys used to do and plan again for the things that you want to do in the future this is how you can bring the past to the present and you guys come together of what you want to do for the future. So hopefully that made sense. Intentional quality time. The next one is division of work in the house. You got to share it. All right. So let me be as clear as I can on this. There are things that need to happen inside of the home that traditionally you used to do or maybe your wife used to do. And now that you're both at home, uh, you get a little bit more complacent and those things don't happen as often because you're so focused on doing other things that your whole life has changed. Um, Get back into the routine of doing the things that you were already responsible for if you lapsed in doing those things. Now, where you see your wife challenged and struggling on the things that she is, uh, responsible for in the house or that she used to be responsible for in the house, then spend time taking care of those things with her or for her. Uh, this is a prime way of providing acts of service, which again is another love language. All right. I I don't know how else to break that down other than find ways that you can show your wife that you see she's struggling with something and say, you know what? I love you. I'm going to help you through this. It is a huge burden off her shoulders when she sees that we can identify with the challenges she's going through. And we love her enough to step out of our comfort zone or out of our routine to take care of those things. All right. Now, obviously, I've said this in the past. You got to know what you're doing. If you don't know how to use the washer or the dishwasher or whatever, um, then ask her, how do I do this? So that way you can do it and then not like upset her that you're doing it the wrong way. All right. Mm-hmm. Um. And here's the last thing that I have. We as husbands we got to be peacemakers in the home. It is so important that we provide sound leadership and confidence in the home because it brings stability for our wives to trust in the things that we say and do. Now, when I say leadership, I'm not saying dictatorship, okay? What I mean is the first person that should come to the table and say, hey, let's work through our differences, let's work through our challenges, should be you. It should be us as the husband. We are the leaders in our home and we bring our family through the tough circumstances. So we have to be a visionary and we have to be able to show them that we can get through this and we will get through this and we'll end up on the other side of whatever this challenge is. If that is not something you are providing in your home, then it's going to be extremely hard to be a peacemaker because there are people who call themselves peacemakers, but they're very passive in their approach, meaning they don't address circumstances or situations and they don't have a real plan developed to get through whatever their situation is. And they're just hoping that it just goes away at some point. Now, that brings us back to our very first topic of existing issues are amplified when we are in home with our wives, and you may be the cause to some of these existing issues. So, this is something that you have to look at and say, okay, am I a peacemaker or am I passive? Now, a peacemaker is someone who says, We're sitting down. We're going to figure this out. We're going to work together. We're going to get through this. And there is a better future for the two of us together. All right. That is the type of leadership that we have to provide in the home. And when we demonstrate that, our wives will truly say, okay, you know what? I need to step up and sit down. And it may not happen instantly. It does not always happen instantly because every situation has a different level of how you become or how you get through it. Right. Every situation has a different level of how you get through it. So just keep that in mind. The other thing about being a peacemaker. Use I statements over you statements. What that means is if there's a situation that arises in the house, say, I feel like or I believe this is, you know, those are I statements instead of you always do this or you should be doing this. You shouldn't be like, don't 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 start your statements that way, because that's an instant, like point the finger at a person and no one likes to have fingers pointed at them. So. Uh, you are not being a peacemaker if you start with you need to do better at this uh, I'm just saying not a, not a good way of starting your peacemaking uh, ability now the other thing about being a good peacemaker is you have to listen more than you speak if you caught my last episode uh, of one of the hardest things about being a husband, it is we overtalk and this is very true we overtalk. So just be quiet, listen, speak less, speak direct, but listen to what it is that your wife is saying. And this is how you can truly make peace in your home because you are gaining a deeper understanding to what is challenging to your wife. All right. Uh, And then the other way of being an awesome peacemaker This goes back to knowing your wife's primary love languages, the first and second love languages. Give her those things, whatever they are, overwhelmingly throughout the time that you're in, no matter where you are. Right. Again, I'm talking about even outside of the pandemic, we should be overwhelmingly loving our wives And knowing her primary love language and providing that to her on a consistent basis in an overwhelming way, you are instantly going to build peace in your home. Let's just wrap all of this up uh, for today's episode. One, you got to be a peacemaker. All right. We just talked about that. You know, all the notes on that. I'm not going to go through those again. Two, external stresses are not all bad. Some of the external stresses give you an opportunity to work through challenges with your wife in a way that you can build continuity, unity, trust and confidence. All right. The next one is we got to capitalize on time that we have in the home to spend with our wives and make it as best quality as possible, as best quality as possible. All right. Not no. Little skimpy time where it's like, hmm, I'm gonna give you 10 minutes of my time. No, make it the best 10 minutes that you can give to your wife, period. Okay? And then last, don't be afraid to share the division of work. If you see that something needs to get taken care of, or if you observe, like, you know, what the Wife Journal uh, has in there, observations of our wives. And if you don't have that, sign up for the list so you can get it. I know that's a shameless plug, but I guarantee you it is the number one tool that I use to observe and learn about my wife so I can find ways to love her every single day, which is the crux and the premise behind this entire podcast. Now, if you found value in this podcast episode today, uh, again, please rate, comment, subscribe, like. Do whatever interactive thing the platform that you are listening to this episode on allows for. And until the next time, I want you guys to find a way to love your wife every day. Peace.